Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sports Desk, your 950 KJR Sports Headlines. Yeah, buddy, here we go. Happy Tuesday. Headlines right here on Safi and Dick are brought to you by our friends at Buddies, Goodies, and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies, baby. Give us in the heart. I don't think it means what you think it means. Now, we're starting the NFL. Uh, Pittsburgh last night beating the Browns 26-14. Baker Mayfield was sacked nine times in the game. Nine times. Four of them by T.J. Watt, who I think is, what, a half a sack away from the single-season sack record? Although, you see what Cooper Cup said about that stuff? So that 17-game records should be separate from 16-game records. It's the whole Babe Ruth controversy, yes. right? It was kind of cool. Roger Maris. Yeah, it was pretty cool to hear a player say that, though. But anyway, Baker Mayfield was beaten up so badly last night that he's going to go ahead and skip the meaningless game against the Bengals on Sunday and have labrum surgery. So he's done. Seahawks adding defensive end Elton Robinson to the COVID list. They placed Alex Collins on the IR with an abdominal injury. The Washington football team will unveil their new nickname on the 2nd of February, 11 days after, uh, excuse me, before the Super Bowl. Yeah, because the Super Bowl is on February 13th this year. Is that right? It's been pushed back 11 days before and the final eight candidates for the new name are the Armada, the Presidents, the Brigade, the Red Hogs, the Commanders, the Red Wolves, the Boogers, and the Defenders. The Boogers? McFarland? I want to make sure you guys are paying attention. I'm, I'm paying and the football team is one of them. Too. I did read a story yeah. that both Wolves and Red Wolves are out, though. Really? So you okay. can scratch right. those from the record. Damn it. Husky Nickelback bookie Radley Hiles announcing he will enter the NFL draft. And Rams coach Sean McVay says he's expecting starting running back Cam Akers to make his season debut against the oh, Niners. How about week. that? Uh, what else? Yeah, Husky basketball losers last night in Tucson against Arizona. Terrell Brown Jr. had 28. Isn't he like sixth in the country in scoring, Terrell Brown? Junior, having a hell of a year. Uh, we need like three more of those, by the way, on the dogs. They're five and six overall, zero and one in the Pac-12 at Utah Thursday at six thirty on KJR. The coaches' show, by the way, is tonight with Elise Woodward, Tony Castro, and Mike Hopkins, and Tina Langley, the head coach of the women's basketball team. So I asked you last segment before Ron Francis joins us here in a matter of minutes. The Kraken GM coming up in uh, three minutes on the air as they have the. Kind of, I'd say the week off, but not by choice. Uh, they were supposed to play two games at least this week, and they got postponed due to COVID. So they're on the schedule right now for Colorado on Monday in Denver. But uh, you and I both agreeing that last year was an aberration for the Huskies and the Seahawks. You don't typically see a six win or a six and ten season or six and eleven if they lose on Sunday. What do you think happens on Sunday? By the way, Seahawks. Oh, I think the Seahawks always play everyone tough, okay. they're so gonna, they're going to lose. Win or lose, they're going to lose, lose okay. but it's going to be close. So they'll, so but they'll be six and eleven. It'll be like that Rams game a couple yeah. weeks ago. Point is, you don't often see six and eleven teams or five and eleven, whatever that would translate to. I guess to a sixteen game season, and you don't often see four and eight teams. So which program, which team has a better chance of making sure that what happened this year is an aberration and not the norm? The Seahawks. Okay, tell us why. Well, first and foremost, that Russell Wilson was injured, and that is just, you cannot understate how many games that cost this football team. And if you have a healthy Russell Wilson next year, 
and a defense that I think has a lot of good pieces to it. You know, I've been on the defense all year long. I do think it has absolutely needs improvement, particularly mm-hmm. on on uh, you know in the pass rush department. Yeah, and probably one more cornerback as well. But I think this team could be and probably will be right back there winning double digit games. I don't think. I mean, I think it's going to take a monumental jump for them to get to. Elite 13 and yeah. four, yes. best team in the NFC totally. type status. Right. I think it's a very, very small margin between team eight, nine, ten in the NFL and team like 22 in the NFL. Well, it's funny you brought that up because there's five teams between the Hawks and the seven seed right now, uh, but it's only two games, I think, in the win column, whatever it is, two and a half as of right now, whatever it is. So, I mean, you're probably right that the idea of the Hawks going six and 11 next year are not as good as the Huskies going four and eight, right? I mean, who knows? They could fall apart under DeBoer in year one and not have a quarterback still and things go to hell in a hand bucket, but I, I just feel like the Seahawks are that they're on the downturn. You know? They're on the downturn with this regime. They're on the downturn with the head coach. I agree they're not going to be six and eleven next year. Maybe they're a nine and eight team. Maybe they're ten and seven, whatever. But them getting back to that elite status, they're they're closer to being the opposite of that than they are being that. That's what I feel. Well, I, I think that Ian was great today, and we can talk more about it after after Ron Francis comes on, but Ian said he went into a project thinking, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to tear this team down and show you how far they actually are, and he went player by player, okay. and he realized that he was wrong and that this team is actually closer right. to competing than he ever thought they were just looking at okay. the pieces they have well, on the team. Let's talk about that later because right now joining us on the radio show, the first general manager in Kraken history. No matter what happens, they can never take that from this guy. (laughs) He was the very first one. Kraken general manager Ron Francis with us on the show. Ron, how are you? I'm good, guys. Good to be back with you. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. Talk about, first of all, before we get into the weeds of what the last couple weeks have been all about for you guys dealing with all these COVID cancellations and, and postponements, you know, here we are a few months in, and you guys at 10, 19, and 4, not where you want to be. Give us kind of the State of the Union address on uh, where you think this team is at uh, after the first uh, couple of few months of the year. Yeah, no, it's certainly been, uh, you know, I think more challenging than we were hoping for uh, the first part of the year. Um, you know, I think when we looked at our lineup in the in the summertime, we felt, you know, the back end and goaltending would be a strength for us, and we might struggle a bit scoring goals. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, been a little bit of a tough ride for us. Uh, you know, I think out of the gate with things going the way they went, you know, we kind of probably rattled our goaltender's confidence a little bit and, uh you know, so we uh, we haven't got the results that we we wanted or, or needed, and uh, you know, so we're not exactly where we'd like to be at this point. But we continue to work at it and see if we can uh, improve and get better moving forward. Well, let's talk about uh, Grubauer. How would you evaluate his season? I mean, right now the analytics say that uh, Seattle's twenty eight goals above expected right now. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what the numbers say, and I think you know, I think if you talk to Grubby, it'd say the same thing. He needs to be a little better. He needs to make some more saves for us. Uh, you know, I, I don't like making excuses for anybody, but you know, I think early we we gave up a few too many uh, you know odd man rushes, the, the breakaways and two on ones, which are a little easier to convert and tougher on goaltenders. And then you know we had Driggs get hurt there a couple yeah. different times. I had to go in the IR for a week and probably leaned on Groovy a little heavier. But um, 
you know, um, he's he's a good goaltender. We know he's going to get back to where he's capable of getting back to, and uh, we're trying to help him find that groove right now. But, um, you know, certainly we need him to be a little bit better for us as well. Well, Ron Francis again with us, and you mentioned kind of rattling his confidence a bit. How much of that do you just attribute to him playing too much with the injuries to Drieger, and it's just a guy that simply put has been out there too much? Yeah, no, it's certainly a possibility early. Uh, with Drigo, we had to lean on him heavily. The schedule wasn't exactly, um, you know, flattering for us with, uh, you know, five of the first eight games on the road over three different time zones. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to rest him and put, put uh, Driggs in. And then, it, you know, um, Driggs got hurt. So, um, you know, that's part of the, the game and, and injuries do happen and stuff. But um, as I said, I mean, this is a guy we signed him. He was a finalist for the Vezina Trophy last year. We know he can be a, a good goaltender, and, and uh, you know, we're trying to work with him to, to find that uh, groove and get him back to uh, where we think he's capable of being. Well, there's a rhythm to the season usually for players and coaches, and there's got to be a rhythm for general managers too. So how difficult is it to evaluate the job your team and your coaching staff is doing when you've got a season of fits and starts? You know, I remember reading uh, probably about a month ago one of the GM's talks, and he's like, you know, it's really hard to get an indication of what you have uh, based on how this season has gone. I mean, I don't think I've ever experienced anything this like this in my 40 years in the business. It's been just bizarre. I mean, you expect injuries over the course of the season. Those things do happen, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the COVID uh, virus, I think most people thought was – behind us or hoping it was behind us and and uh you know certainly it's, it's affected us even before the season started it continues to affect us and the rest of the yeah. teams around the league and the nhl to this day it's uh it's been been a pretty bizarre situation to deal with well you mentioned that you don't want to make any excuses but uh, i i would almost make one for you ron and ron francis again cracking gm with us and you just talked about it right there that this is an expansion team that's dealing with covid dealing with the stops and starts that that dictates Talked about, you know, this is a team that has never played together uh, un- until now. They're they're moving to a new place. Their their wives are looking for houses. The kids are looking for schools. And on top of that, they got to deal with COVID. And uh, maybe if this was a team that had been together for three or four years, maybe they could have handled something like this uh, a little better. Do you kind of maybe, in some ways, have no choice but to give the guys a break because of all of that? Yeah, no question. I mean, I, I think if you're a team that's been together for more years, you, you're more reliable on each other on the ice you, in, in these tougher situations. So if guys are going in and out of the lineup, there's still a little more of a comfort factor with each other. The guys are in the lineup. In our case, you know, we had multiple uh, team bonding things set up for the start of the season for the guys and, and the guys and their wives and families just to sort of get to know each other and stuff. And we had to cancel all those because of COVID. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the travel on the road early because the building being ready. Uh, you know, we got that open. It's a fantastic venue. We're excited to be playing there. But uh, the stops and starts are not easy. You know, one guy, two guys out of your lineup uh, here and there, not knowing sometimes what your lineup's going to look like till the till the actual pucks drop because you do testing. Some days, you know, right at five o'clock, we had to do that a couple of different times a season, and you're waiting for those results to come back to see whether you know guys are going to be in the lineup or not. So there's a lot of things that COVID affects, and, and certainly mentioned the rhythm. You know, I think we uh, we went ten games there in December where we didn't play a game, and then, then we came out played back to back three and four in, in those games. Uh, uh, three of our defensemen, I think two of them had one practice in the previous ten days, and one had no practice in the previous ten days, and we threw them in the lineup because mm-hmm. that's what we had to do. Um, so there are things that you know maybe the 
the, the fans don't uh, see or appreciate and, and some of what these guys are doing and some of the forwards are playing that game they've been out for you know 12 days or 14 days and maybe with just a couple of practices so it's it's been a challenge you know different for us than other teams other than maybe being an expansion team we don't have the depth either uh, yep. in the organization yep. uh, just yet to, to sort of help us through that period but uh, you know the guys who continue to work hard and, and battle and, and compete and, and that's what you can ask for them and hopefully uh, things start to turn for a little bit and they get rewarded a bit here well Kraken GM Ron Francis with us uh, the guys are off for a few days set as of now unless something changes to play in Colorado <laughs> on, on Monday against the Avalanche so who knows I guess you just take it day by day but you know hindsight obviously is 2020 but all of us kind of live with you know some form of uh, you know regret wish I would have done this different that different as you look back Ron on the expansion draft do you, do you look back with with any regret anything that you would have done differently now if you could no, I mean, I think it's, it's always easy to look back at things and say, okay, maybe we should look at this, that. I mean, and, and I think you, when you're dealing with the expansion draft, it's a, it's a different period of time than what you're dealing with now, right? You can look at somebody that's always having a great season, you should have taken him, but, you know, maybe he was a player that that team was trying to move and nobody was interested in because of what was going on, you know, prior to the expansion draft. So I mean, there's a lot of things that, that sort of come into play. I saw something the other day. We should take this guy, that guy, this guy. All those guys are free agents. You take those guys and they don't sign with you. You know, what are you left with? So it's it, it's easy, I think, to go back and second guess. I think our guys worked hard in the field in a tough environment with COVID, getting out there to see as many games as they could. Um, you know, we had a shortened season. We had taxi squads that were not the norm. Um, you know, the analytic team did the same thing, and and uh, you know, we felt good. I think in the in the summertime with the team we had. Um, we thought we'd be a competitive team, and and if we got some some luck to go our way, uh, you know, we're hoping for even grander things. So far to this point, it hasn't gone that way. It's been more challenging, and uh, you know, that doesn't mean we uh, we quit and keep working hard. We uh, try and find ways to improve our hockey team moving forward, and and um, continue to not only work on the NHL side, but build from the ground up with our prospects and development on that piece as well. Well, Ron, along the lines of Softy's question, free agency, you definitely took the long approach. It could also be called the the fiscally more responsible approach to building a team. That's kind of the direction you decided to go. Do you kind of still stand by that or maybe wish you'd spent more on goal scorers right now since obviously, I mean, you can't predict Tanev's injury, but you've had some problems scoring goals at times. Yeah, and I, you know, I think we knew that a bit. I mean, you know, you go into free agency, and and there's a there's a chance certain guys that are scheduled to get there don't get there. Um, you get in there and you have discussions with players. Um, you know, and I think it comes down to trying to make the right decision as we're trying to build this thing from the ground up right, making sure that we don't handcuff ourselves in certain situations. And sometimes you have to walk away from a free agent if it, in your mind, the term or the dollar amounts don't make sense. Um, you know, certainly we've kept some cap space. We were able to sign some guys last year in free agency. Um, we're looking at the list again, what's, what's going to be available this year and the year after. And we do have the cap space and the room to, to go play in that market again if we're uh, if guys get there that we think are, are solid additions to our team. And we'll definitely look at doing that for sure. Yeah, well, Ron Francis is with us, cracking GM. Uh, how about Matty Beneers at Michigan? Hearing a lot of great reports from my super secret inside scouts there in Ann Arbor. What do you make of the season he's having out there? <laughs> You got some good scouts. Yeah, Maddie's having a real good year for Michigan. Um, 
you know, kind of a little disappointed for him. He was selected to play again in that World Junior Tournament, which they won the gold last year and played the one game, looked good in the game, and then the tournament got shut down. So, unfortunately, you know, he didn't get to compete again for the, the gold medal in the World Juniors. Um, you know, who knows? You know, with the Olympics and the NHL not playing, um, Matty may be a guy that the U.S. looks to, and he gets an opportunity to go over there. But certainly his development is is coming along real nicely. Uh, he's been everything we were hoping for to this point. Um you know, even you look at a guy like Riker Evans, our second round pick, he's, he's got like 30 points in 31 games and Regina, he's like number one or two in the league in, in points. So, um, you know, Riker had a strong camp, continued to develop as well. Um, unfortunately, went to dinner. Our third guy was injured, supposed to come back this week and contacted COVID. He's having a tough, tough go so far, but he's supposed to be coming back and playing in the next week or so. And, um, you know, our fourth round pick, Arthur Bain, and actually made the Finnish World Junior team, which was great to see too. So, um, you know, a lot of good things happening on, on the draft side. And that guy's working hard to make sure that you know the selections we have this year are, are just as solid. Do you anticipate both Maddie and Riker being on this roster next year, the beginning of the season? Um, I think it's it probably easier to project Maddie being on the roster. Um, um, Riker, we'd have to depend and see where he's at. Uh, I was impressed with his uh, training camp this year. I thought he had a real good training camp and. Uh, you know, we'll see what he can do over the course of the summer in regards to strength and, and development. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out, but uh, you know, normally defensemen especially need a little bit more, a little more seasoning. So maybe starting in uh, Coachella Valley next year for us may not be a bad start. We'll have to see what that uh, plays out over the next, uh, you know, half a year or so. Yeah, well, Ron Francis again cracking GM. The trade deadline is not for a couple of months, uh, middle of March, I think. So you got some time, but are, are you starting to get calls on some of your veterans and some of your expiring contracts already? Well, I, I think it's probably a bit earlier than that. Usually most teams are, are doing some of their, their meetings here in the next uh, few weeks and stuff, and then they start going from there. You know, you, you recall originally February was going to be more of a kind of a down month with the Olympics, but yeah. now I think with all the cancellations and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if the league's trying to, you know, slot all those games into that window. But, you know, we're like a lot of teams. You certainly uh, you, you evaluate your own roster and, and you see where you are and, and you have to make decisions that are best for your organization, uh, you know, not only now, but moving forward in the big picture. So, um, you know, if we get to that point and there's uh, things that we have to do, we're certainly looking to do those as well. Ron, let's talk about that Olympic gap. It was going to be a break and uh, now it appears to be f- going to be filled. What do you know about the rescheduling of games during those two weeks? Nothing, you know, nothing solid at this point. Um, you know, there's certainly been a lot of speculation. Um, it, I would assume that the All-Star game still takes place. Um, and then once that is done, instead of having a break, my guess is that the league will try and schedule as many, if not all those cancel games into that next, uh, you know, two-week period to try and get as many of them done. And then, yep. you know, I guess their other option is if they had to extend it maybe a week at the end of the year. Um but I would think that their intent is to try and get every one of those games into the schedule and played because obviously that affects uh, you know salary cap and and uh, players' uh, salaries and, and escrow and stuff. So they're going to want to do everything they can to get those games uh, played. Before the COVID stoppage, obviously, were you a proponent of the NHL players playing in the Olympics? Well, I think when I was a player, you you know you you love it, you want to be a part of it. 
I think as a manager and an owner, it's always very risky. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like what the NBA does and they play in the Summer Olympics when it's not in the middle of their season. There's always a risk with NHL players playing in February. You know, it's, it's usually the best players in the league in that tournament. If somebody gets a, a season-ending injury and comes back and their team is in a playoff hunt or battle, and, you know, it, it's there's a, a lot more risk involved in that. But, um you know, this year, as you probably were aware, I was part of the uh, management team for Hockey Canada, so I was, you know, very excited and very much for it. Uh, you know, having the opportunity to go over there and compete for a gold medal for Canada would have been it would have been really uh, quite an honor and exciting. But unfortunately, it's not happening this year. Yeah, well, and again, uh, that, that's just more hockey for us uh, if those games get rescheduled. So it's not all bad. But hey, Ron, before you go, uh, you hired Dave Haxtall to be the first head coach uh, of, of this franchise. Uh, what's your takeaway? What do you make of the job the coach has done? How do you grade this guy so far? I think the staff is doing a good job. Again, it's not uh, it's not your normal season, and our situation is uh, more unnormal than most in the fact that you know, coming into that environment and trying to figure out what we have, uh, who works well with who. You're trying to also you know do your job as, as pre-scouting other teams and you're trying to implement a system that uh, you know teach that as quickly as you can. And under these situations we had, I mean, we had four guys go down with COVID before the season started. You know, three of them turned out to be false positives. We got them back the afternoon of the game in Vegas. There's been a lot of stuff, but um, you know I think they've continued to work hard and improve in areas. I mean, one areas simply odd man rushes against. I think early in the season we were giving up way too many and, and uh, lately we've been much better in that area. So they can continually work and do what they have to do to make us better and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to do that the, the latter part of the year here. Alright, Kraken, Colorado Monday. Uh, next up, let's uh, hope that game happens. Uh, enjoy the week uh, and we will talk, I'm sure, very soon down the road. Ron, appreciate this, pal. Best Thank of you, luck. Ron. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. You got it. Ron Francis with us, the GM of the Kraken, who, uh, again, have uh, a lot of time off. A bunch of games, uh, including the Islander game, the Ottawa game, getting postponed. So, as of right now, they're not playing until Monday uh, against the Avalanche in Colorado. We're going to break. John Wilner going to join us. Coming up as well very soon, right here on 950 KJR. Now back to Softy and Dick on your home for the 12th man in the NFL. Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR and free on the iHeartRadio app. All right, boys and girls, back here to Tuesday afternoon, John Wilner coming up at 5.05. Ryan Fowler from 100.9 The Tide in Tuscaloosa. What's it like to cover your favorite college football team in the national championship game in six of eight seasons? you think he's getting bored down there at all? Do you think it's uh, the novelty has worn off at all for 
Uh, Ryan Fowler, because they got nothing else maybe besides a little, Bama Yeah, football. maybe a little bit, but not not as much as if you were in a city that has a lot of oh, sports teams. Oh, man. How fun would that be? It would be fun. Sit there and just talk Husky football all day, every day. And just know you're better than everybody. Yes, but also know <laughs> that that is what you're supposed to be doing because there's nothing else to talk about besides Alabama football. So, Ryan Fowler, uh, you got the deliverance theme ready? We're all good oh, there, the yes. banjo, for uh, 545 tonight. He'll join us from Indianapolis, getting ready for the big game on Monday. So apparently, uh, Ian Furness was on his show today saying that maybe the Seahawks are not as bad as people thought they were, huh? What did you hear? Well, I heard him talk about, and I agree with him, that there are a lot of pieces on this team that you would include on championship caliber, playoff caliber football teams. And I'm sure we'll do segments in the future, you know, breaking those down and and analyzing who those players are. But I totally agree with them there. Mm -hmm. And there are some players that are growing and becoming, turning into those guys, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But then he just talked, and I think accurately so, about the NFL. And I don't think this is a one-year exception to the rule. I think Perry is here. Parity is here to stay, and there will be no complete football teams in the NFL anymore where you just look at their roster and go, my God, they are good at everything. Yeah. And right now, the Green Bay Packers, I think, are the best team in the NFL, and there's probably a reasonable gap between Green Bay and everybody else, Mm -hmm. but... I'm not putting all my money on Green Bay winning the Super Bowl just because it's it's not that big a gap. And well, then if would, I but if I asked you to put your money on one, I would team, put it on. Green it would Bay. be Green Bay. I would put it on <laughs> exactly. Green Bay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but and and part of the part of the reason is because we talked about uh, yesterday. I mean, they're going to play their home games or they're going to play their playoff games at Lambeau Field. And one of the reasons they're yeah. playing their their playoff games at Lambeau Field is because Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit went fifteen and thirty two. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's just a, a a walk in the park for Green Bay every single year to get that to win that division. They can win that division every year with nine wins if they wanted to. And but they don't always make the Super Bowl, though. Correct. They right? don't always make the yeah. Super Bowl. And so. you look at these other teams, and look who Seattle's played this year. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they should have beaten Tennessee. Tennessee's the the damn one seed in the AFC. Yeah. And Seattle outplayed them for three quarters of that football game. Let me just jump in and say one thing yeah. because, and well, more than one thing, but for now, I got one thing for yes. you. I may think of something else, but now it's one. So your point about the Packers and how they got there, the one seed because of the division, sometimes teams that get the number one seed do that. Like when the Seahawks got the one seed in 2005, they won the division by seven games. Yeah. The next best team was six and ten. Right. So I think a lot of teams that get the number one seed have years like that. And it, I mean, let, let, let's face it, you need some help to get the number one seed, right? Especially now when there's only one. I do agree that parity is here to stay. That's what makes this year so crappy, though. And maybe the aberration and maybe the outlier is Russell Wilson's injury, and I can roll with you on that. But what makes this year so damn disappointing is that there's more parity now than ever in the NFL, and you're still not a factor for the postseason. Now, you can't even be uh, in the dance in the final week of the year with parity. That's what stinks for me. But you got to look at the, you got to look at the teams, and really, if you go back and look at how we saw this season playing out when we when we looked at it and not just us like the all the quote-unquote experts looked at it pretty went it went chalky i mean it went chalky the tampa bay bucks won the south the green bay packers won the north the the cowboys won the east the rams won the west i mean kansas city i mean it's it was very very chalky and there are very few teams that are outliers 
of what they were supposed to do. And the Seahawks are probably the number one outlier of yes. all teams in the NFL yeah, on right. what they were supposed to do. Right, right. If Russell Wilson played 17 healthy games this year, there is no question in my mind mm-hmm. that the Seahawks would have won at least 10 football games okay, okay. and would have been a wild card team. Okay. And we would right now okay. be talking about the Seahawks. Okay, mm-hmm. can they win a playoff game? Can they go on a road and win the playoff game? Yeah, yeah, That's what we'll yeah. be talking about. Well, here's the issue I have. I'm going to start from the top and go to the bottom. Because at the top of this pyramid of commentary, for me, is one simple take. And that is that I think a lot of us as Seahawks fans just keep kicking the can down the road every single year. Because we've gone from being pissed off about the way they show up in the first half for playoff games, which has been terrible, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To being angry about not getting past the second round, and that's not good enough. And then when you go 6-10 and or 6-11... and Winning ten games and being a factor is now all of a sudden good enough again. So what are we like? What are we doing well, here? You're n- Honestly, you're, you are talking to a person that never complained when they were winning. Okay, I was the one fine. that was right. criticizing no, no, that. the people that. that were complaining that. Right. when they were winning. But I'm just, I'll complain yeah. now because okay. they won right. six games. I get it. But I'll also I tell it. you there was a damn right. good reason they won well, six games. And, but I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking right. about in right. general right. that our, our 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 standards continue to drop. Well, Every I think that's single year. I think that's good because our standards are team. way too high in the first place. Well, I, but I don't think it's good, Dick, at all. I think it's great to have expectations, especially when you have as a long quarterback. As okay, well, fair is in the eye of the beholder. I think when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, when he's healthy, you should expect to be among the elite of your conference. Period. End of story. And they didn't have him. And they didn't have that guy. But the problem is when they have had that guy mm-hmm. healthy. They can't win. They can't get past the second round. They show up and they deliver these turds in the first half, and they end up in these gigantic holes yes, they that do. they cannot climb out of. So there was problems even before 2021 Agreed. Agreed. that had to be addressed. And now we're sitting here and we're saying, well, if Russell Wilson was healthy, they would have been 10-7, and seven and they would have been a factor. Well, I mean, a factor for what? Well, don't get me wrong. I don't factor think, for what? I don't think Russell Wilson just coming back next year and everything else staying the same. You know what that's going to give you? It's going to give you a 10-17 and 17 that loses in the first round of the playoffs. Right. That's what that's yeah. good. So or I'm not saying round, right? that, yeah. that's, that's not what this team needs to do. But I think if you do bring Russell Wilson back and Pete Carroll back and Shane Waldron back and these defensive players, the Jordan Brooks, takes that next step in becoming – I mean, I think he's a pro bowler already. I mean, mm-hmm. what's third okay. in the NFL in tackles, yeah, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. Daryl Taylor is emerging. Right. I mean, Quandre, else, Quandre Diggs, DJ, DJ Reed, Al Woods. Well, Al Woods is older. You know, you're probably not going to rely on him but what, having the but, same Okay, but timeout. But what are you saying, though? What I'm are you saying, saying to me? Because I'm, you're just listing off players that you think will be good. And I agree with you. All those guys, I think, have good futures. But what are we, but, like, what are we talking about? I'm saying the same thing that you, you talked about yesterday. <laughs> if you get better at the line of scrimmage. Yes, yes. Yes. And you are able to supplement Rashad Penny mm-hmm. because Rashad Penny cannot be counted on to carry the ball 20 times for 17 games. Mm-hmm. We, we just know that. Yep. But he can probably be counted on to carry the ball 20 times for 10 games. So you got to be able to find that other guy yeah. that can supplement yeah. him. Well, I If think... you can improve that offensive line so you can be a run-first football team, which is that when they have been at their best, mm-hmm. is to control the line of scrimmage, control yeah. the clock, run-first football team, and allow Russell Wilson to do what he does best, which is play action and throw the ball deep to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, that's how you can take your next step. Uh, but what's the next step? 
Again, well, that, next step is winning playoff games. Right, but but winning what? Winning one playoff game, making oh, I mean, a Super Bowl? Like, what are we talking you about? You got to get in the dance. You got to win it. You got to win a game, and then and then let's see. I mean, you can't guarantee. No, nobody's guaranteeing Super Bowls. Of course, nobody can guarantee Super Bowls. But do we believe that you have the recipe to win another championship in Seattle? You have as much of a recipe as do every other believe, team in the NFL. Do you believe? They do? Yes. They have as much as a recipe, really? With well, an offensive line that needs major help, a running game that needs major help? You're talking about going from the outhouse to the penthouse in one offseason. Yes. That's going to be really hard to do. Very hard to do. Cincinnati Bengals won four games last year. Okay, great. But the Seahawks also went from 7 to 11. They've done it before. I get that. The Bengals are maybe the outlier. You're talking about a football team that needs major help on the ground and major help on the offensive line. Can they fix mm-hmm. that enough in one offseason to all of a sudden be amongst the elite? If there's three or four teams in the NFC, maybe it's five, whatever it is, okay. that can compete for a championship, can they make the necessary moves over the offseason to get to that point overnight next season? Yes, because I don't see anybody else in the NFL where I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared of that team because the Kansas City Chiefs would be one of them, and Kansas City is going into salary cap hell with a $50 million quarterback next Year. I, I I think the rest of their team's yeah. not going to be as yeah. good. Aaron Rodgers might not be in yeah. Green Bay next sure, year. Totally, of course. So of course. I mean, or he may be in Green Bay. I think you're being really optimistic. That's what I think. I think you're being very optimistic. And you know what? I'm not saying you're wrong. You could be right. It's not impossible to do what you're talking about them doing. I just think the idea of this football team all of a sudden next year being good enough to challenge those teams and be amongst the elite of the NFC, it's it's hard for me to close my eyes and see that happening, especially with the holes they've got and the holes that of they course. may have over the offseason. those holes have to be plugged. What's going to happen? Well, you're talking about really what you're talking about. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And is a perfect offseason in a lot of ways. A right? very good to great offseason. Having yes. a very good to great offseason. Yes. When was the last time the Seahawks had a very good to great offseason? How long has it been? Well, they haven't invested free agent money. And and maybe and maybe now they'll realize that you know what? <laughs> we gotta invest in free agents, which they have not done, right? I mean, yeah. tell me the free agents that they have brought in yeah, for, for right. big money. And they have the money to spend now to yes. do that. And they need yep. to realize yep. that that offensive line cannot just be bubble gum and you know tape okay. together. So, so here's the question. Is is Dick for testimonials right now? Is he being realistic with that type of hope or is he being way too optimistic with that kind of hope we'll get to your thoughts 49451 also asking if you could have one team in this town have an Alabama type run what team would you want it to be Jackson says the Sounders Dick says he wants the Sonics back and he wants them to have that kind of run I said the Mariners what do you guys think 49451 text the modules and then John Wilner will join us at 5 o'clock tonight right here on 950 KJ. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Textimonials. LOL, semicolon parentheses. Take it away, Dave Softy Mahler and Dick Fane. 
You hear uh, John Canzano with uh, Puck and Jim today, by the way? That conversation? Heard of it. Okay. I did not hear the conversation. Well, I'll just give you a little tease and we okay. can discuss this at 5.30. John Canzano is claiming that Jody Allen is not executing Paul Allen's wishes regarding the Seahawks and Blazers. <laughs> That's a hell of a tease uh, right there. I'm that sticking is around. a hell of a tease, You know, I was going to go home. Wow. But uh, I think I'll stick around hey, and listen to that. It's bushes for you. 5.30 tonight. We'll talk about that. All right. Testimonials 49451 on the Coors Light text line. Keeping Seattle chill. What do you got? Would NFC team really beat the Hawks? They were in every game even though they played the worst they have in years. Dick is realistic. Okay, so he's saying because those games were close, maybe the Hawks should be given a little more credit than what we're giving. Well, yeah, right? I mean, just you just watch the two teams on the field. I mean, okay. where where did you watch a Seahawk uh, game this year? Yes, yes. And go, oh my God, they did not yeah. belong on the field with that team. But isn't that what happens when you have parity, that most games are close? I mean, we just got done talking about how there's parity in the NFL, right? So aren't all the games, isn't the difference that then the teams that can finish, right? I mean, are we honestly giving the Hawks credit because they kept games close? Is that really what we're doing here on this radio station? No. Help me out here. We're using it as if everybody tells me that the Mariners are going to suck. You know, they all that year the 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 run differential. The Mariners are not that good. The run mm-hmm. differential is terrible, right. and it's gonna and it's gonna show in the in future year that that they their record was way better than it should have been because their run differential. Well, if you're gonna complain about that, I'm not complaining about. Then that. you gotta flip the script. And if the point differential showed that they should be a nine and eight football team with an injured quarterback, then you got to think that maybe they were probably better than their record indicated. Well, but the run differential for the Mariners was something people brought up as a tool to convince you that eventually they would fall apart, right? Yes. And they took it all the way to the last game of the year and won 90-whatever games it was. Yeah, they bucked the trend. I don't care how they do it. I don't care if it's a plus plus or minus. Win games. I mean, who cares about how close the games were? Now, again... If you want to say, that leads me to believe that maybe with a couple of minor tweaks, this team is closer to competing next year than people think. That's what I'm saying. That's your point. But I am in no way, shape, or form giving them any credit for this year because they're 6-10. and No, I'm using it as a a predictor of the future. What next? Dick is on drugs. (laughs) The Hawks are 10,000 miles away from competing. Uh, in what are game? you on drugs? Are you on drugs? Y- yes, I am. You can do drugs. And on. I would just ask that person yeah. in yeah. what, like, in what game? Like, where did you see the Hawks ten thousand miles away from competing? Uh, you want me to speak for him? You want to speak for him? Uh, I mean, the two games where they they looked horrible and Minnesota, they were, Minnesota they and horrible. Green Bay. Okay, seventeen. You were shut out. Well, at, t- at Tennessee in the second half. Green yeah, Bay is more of a weird thing. Green Bay Russell's, was three nothing in the fourth Russell's quarter. Russell's finger wasn't right in Green three Bay. Nothing. It was three nothing yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Russell's finger wasn't right. Fair in enough. That they did not yeah, get blown out. Then the Minnesota's the one. But again, I mean, it's like uh, so. What? But but now if yeah. now if Minnesota <laughs> would have shown to be like a fourteen oh, and two team this year, yeah. you'd have been like, all right, they kicked our ass. But it was just a horrible game. We played a mediocre team and played a horrible game. Now, somebody is, somebody's listening right now to this radio station, and they're thinking, God, these guys are homers. They are just sucking up to the team, and they're talking about how close they were, and they oh, weren't again. as bad as you thought they were, and look at the way that they played. Oh, my God, we're homers. Again, I'm not. I'm I, saying the opposite. I base my opinions 
on history. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons why I based my Mariner opinion on uh, uh, my, my, my negative Mariner opinion was based upon history. My positive Seahawk opinion is based on all right. history. All right, what's next? I would absolutely take you dub football to dominate for a decade. Mm. It would be so much fun to dominate the college football landscape. This kid doesn't look Jewish. Hey, I'm not saying that's not fun, but the difference between the Mariners and the and the Huskies is it's every single flipping day of your life. You and I were talking off the air yeah. about that. Your schedule for six months is done. Done. A- appointment viewing every night at 7 o'clock. You're yeah. not worried about what you're doing during the summer because your schedule is taken care of. And we're not wor- And Jackson, we're not worried about shows the next day either. That is we nothing. just talk. So we just spend appealing. three hours talking about a baseball game that everybody watched you know and what? everybody wants to hear us break down. You know what? I... I think I'm going to change because Sounders already dominate. I, I don't need them to. to they're already doing they're, that. They're damn good. I, I might, Every I might damn side night. With you, Safi. I might with you. Ever see Weird Science? Every yes. damn night <laughs> on a telephone. Every single night, these guys are giving you something awesome. There's no other sport that can do it. It's impossible. All right, wasn't it? From 1991 till 2005, the Atlanta Braves won 14 consecutive division titles. Mm. That's what I want for the Seattle Mariners. Ugh. I want the Mariners to have starting pitchers like Levine, Smoltz, and Maddox and roll into every series being the dominant team. Okay, now we know how text he pronounces Glavin. Glavine. 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 Uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly what he's talking about. Can you imagine? It's just, and I don't know, man, maybe they got bored. I, I, I was watching the other day, and I, every now and then I'll pop it in the tape of the uh, Francisco Cabrera game-winning single against the Pirates, and was it 91 or 92, whatever 92. year it was, and Sid Bream scored the winning run, right, yeah. blah, 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 and Sean uh, McDonough's voice cracked on the air. The Braves go to the World Series. <laughs> How old was Sean McDonough? I think he was 11. And I'm watching the crowd go nuts. And then I'm watching it four or five years later, and they just didn't care. Maybe they did. Get, maybe we would get spoiled around here. Maybe we would. Maybe well, if we, we had that s- kind of success, at some point it wouldn't mean as much. I think we have as Seahawks fans. I think we got spoiled. We've talked about right, that in the past, where where you go to Cent- you're going to Central they still Field. Go. Whether, they still go. They still go to the game. They still go. Not going just now not with the same stink. same fervor as okay. they went yeah. seven eight years ago. All right, what's next? My team already does dominate their sport. Oh, suck it, Gonzaga men's yeah, basketball. I, I knew you'd say that, freaking loser. Yeah, wow. you know what? You got that? you got problems this year, pal. You're not as good as you think you are, Gonzaga. They got oh, they're awards. really, they're really good. They got some awards. They're not as good as Duke, but I think they're better yeah. than everybody. Else. I actually did just cross check that phone number. Uh, <laughs> Dick, you shouldn't be texting. Is it a Normandy uh, Park was number? Not, is it a three, me. two, one number? Gonzaga is very, very good. They are Final Four good. <sighs> this is going to get so insufferable. Are we doing this again, Jackson? Yes, of course we this are. Whole song and dance. <laughs> That's and up March. to you, man. I don't care when if we don't talk about there, Gonzaga at all. I'll bull crap. I don't. In <laughs> fact, I prefer. Not to talk okay, about fine, Gonzaga fine, with you. Fine, great. Not do it. We're done. No more. That's cool. I don't care how good the Zags are. Don't matter. I don't care if they're in the tournament. The fine. I don't want to hear a freaking peep out of you. I'm in. Are you good? Did with that? we just really do I'll this? I'll keep it myself, dude. <laughs> it never works out for me. So it, this is way better for me. Whoa. He brings okay. it up. How about tweeting nine about times. Tweeting? Oh, I can't guarantee that. How about tweeting about that's it? my Twitter account. Okay, that's fine. But it, I don't tweet a lot about Gonzaga anyway, do I? So, Softy, remember now. Remember, if you don't bring Gonzaga yes. up, he yes. will not either. Okay, great. That's it. Fine. Except on an update. If I'm bringing oh, up, a- oh, here well, we go. Well, it's new. No, no, not okay. nothing. No update. I don't no want up. any. I don't want nothing. any acknowledgement of them. What's I can acknowledge them, but you can't. 
can I do the AP top five in an update and mention that they're one of the teams? I don't know. This like, what why, are the parameters? This is why we have to get our little committee going. Yeah, we do need the, yeah. right. the board of so directors. Line, yeah. We can figure stuff out like this. I mean, I, if you're willing, then <laughs> if you're offering, I mean, I wasn't even going to ask you to do that. But you if did, you're though. offering, what? You, to not you bring said, them up? How about you literally just said, I don't have to bring them up. I wasn't going to ask you to do that because I know how much you love them. <laughs> I know how much that would stink for you. Wasn't he the one that brought up the idea of not mentioning him for the rest of the year? You I brought didn't it up. Bring, you I just said agreed I don't even have to talk about yeah, it. Oh, you just said I don't even have to talk about it. You said, fine, how about for the rest yes, of the year? That's fine. Right. That's fine. Yes. Great. It, it aggravates me to no end talking Gonzaga with you. So this is actually a win for me. You don't think it aggravates okay. me? It is a I mean, win you. for us, huh? then. Freaking Gonzaga's in the tournament, and you're over here having freaking sportsgasms all day long. Okay, this is good. Crying on Twitter. This is good. I can keep it to myself. All right, good. Good. All right. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> all right. We, we got to remember this in we March, just though. This? We, just, we just did this. Well, because right. Gonzaga, Gonzaga doesn't off. play a meaningful game for like <laughs> um, you're cut two off. months. So all right. It, all right. are we going to remember this? How yes. about, how yes. about, how about, oh, we'll remember it for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes how about if they get bounced in the first round? Can't talk can about I, it. can nope. I bring it up? No, then? no. no. Yeah. Goes both cuts both ways there, brother. You see that? The overarching cuts that? both ways. There's a little something something inside him. Of course. Uh, they, I don't like him as much as I like the dogs. I'm not emotionally connected. Bull crap. <laughs> All right, we'll get a break. John Wilner will join us next on 950K. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.